beginning of our series, we talked about the fact that nobody knows the mind of God but the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God lives within us, who then shows us the mind and heart of God as God has taken up residence in us. Um, you can turn, if you want, to Daniel chapter 2. And we're just kind of uh, bringing some, uh, trying to bring a, a real example of exactly what we've been talking about over the past month of God revealing and us responding. And this is in uh, the book of Daniel chapter 2. By the way, how many brought a verse to read tonight? We talked about that, so be thinking about that. There'll be a chance for you to uh, read those um, later on. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, verse 1 says, Now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. So the king gave orders to call the magicians and the conjurers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to understand the dream. Remember the setting of the story? Um, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he's going to want them to tell him uh, the interpretation of the dream, uh, it tells us later on that, that um, people say, you know, we, we'll tell you what the dream means if you've got to first tell us what the dream was. So tell me what the dream said. That actually is in verse 10. The Chaldeans answered. The king said, there's not a man on earth who would declare the matter for the king as much as no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult there is no one who could declare it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. So Nebuchadnezzar is a dream. He wants to know the interpretation of the dream, but he tells him, you have to tell me the dream first, and then you need to tell me the interpretation. I'm not sure if that's because he couldn't remember it. Um, it's likely that um, he, he, down in his heart of hearts, knew that these guys that he had gathered around him um, kind of, were deceptive anyways. They weren't, they weren't genuine. The things that they had told him all in the past probably didn't even measure up. And so he's, he's thinking to himself, he knows he had this dream, he knows it's important, and he really wants to know what it means. So he thinks if anybody can know it, it's got to come from outside. So if somebody can tell me what the dream actually was, then they would be actually be reliable to understand what it means. So he has this, um, and you, you get this through Nebuchadnezzar over the course of Daniel. He's got this sense something that there's something beyond. And he's got this idea that that has been spoken to him, and he really wants to know what it means, so he sets up this little system to test if they can really have access to spiritual things. interesting that they say, nobody could declare it except to the kings of gods, and his dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. We know something different. God does dwell in our midst, and he is the one who reveals God's truth. Um, and he tells me, if, by the way, if you can't do this, um, I'm going to tear you from limb from limb, is what he says, and have your limbs torn from apart. Um, he says, uh, the king became furious and indignant in verse 12 because he said we can't do it, and he gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon, and the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they looked for Daniel and his friends to get him. It's interesting, he says, they're going to tear him from limb to limb, and then if that's not enough, he says, afterwards I'm going to wreck all your houses down too. He says, I'm doing both. So first I'm going to kill you and pull you apart, and then after you're gone, I'm going to take your houses and crunch them down too. So he's, he's pretty uh, insistent about wanting to get what he wants here. Um, and it says, verse 13, it says, They went out and they began to look for Daniel and his friends as well to kill them because they were part of this group that apparently could not answer the king. And we know how the story went. Verse 16 it says, Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare 
the interpretation to the king. And Daniel went to his house, verse 17, and informed his friends so that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. You kind of wonder what, um, what Daniel was feeling. I was trying to think, you know, we got this, the book of Daniel opens with, um, we know that uh, Jeremiah had been preaching, uh, that Israel had been unfaithful for a long time. Eventually, uh, they're destroyed and they're all carried away into captivity. Daniel's among those who were carried to Babylon. Um, was probably just about 11 or 12 years old at the time when the book opens, um, was taken away from his home, taken away from his land. He was taken away from his family and separated out from them, placed into a whole different culture, um, different language, different ways of thinking, and he's being kind of brainwashed to think in that way, um, designed for that. And we see in the very first story that Daniel has this kind of stands up for what they eat. You remember that story? And, and God blesses them. But you wonder... What a young man at this point, and at this point in time, we're not really sure what his age is, but um, he's not a leader at this point of the, uh, the uh, Chaldeans, which happens later on. Um, but they're coming out of a time when God had been speaking judgment for a long time, and he came out of a group of people in a culture, um, Israel at the time, that wasn't listening to God. There were some that did, but the, the nation as a whole didn't listen. God was revealing himself, revealing himself sharing his heart like we've been talking about, and the people were not listening. And so he grew up in a generation who's the generation ahead of him did not listen. They were not listening to the voice of God, and as a result, they get sent off. And so he's in this faraway place all by himself. He's the next young generation, having grown up with a generation that did not listen. And you kind of wonder, what was going on with him? And you wonder if it was, he was wondering, does God speak anymore? Um, does God share? Were, were they right that God really doesn't share with us? Are we abandoned fully so we'll never hear God's voice again? Or is this part of him which we seem to see that there was a longing and understanding that God is still around and I want to hear him? And so you wonder when this happens, they're going to be destroyed, they're going to be killed. Um, he's wondering, will God speak? Will God do something? Or is this just part of his continuing judgment on our behalf? So he goes to the king and he basically puts it out there. He says that God will speak and share, show me the answer to this. And he goes to his friends um, to uh, ask them to basically go to God and say, speak, tell us what the dream was. Give us an answer here. Um, let's kind of put it on the line already. It's interesting. Verse 18, it says, the mystery, or verse 18, it says, so they might request compassion from God of heaven concerning the mystery. Um, have you ever said something that you had promised um, and you've, you've trusted somebody that they're going to come through for you, but your reputation is on the line because they don't come through for you. You just made a promise that you can do something and it doesn't happen. In a sense, Daniel does that. He puts God out there and says, God reveals. God is a, a one who speaks truth. And so now it's like, God, you've got to come through for me because if you don't come through, if you don't speak, we're just left holding nothing, and we're all going to die. And you wonder if that was going on. And it says they requested compassion from God. I think that when God reveals and speaks to us through a variety of ways, particularly his word, it is an act of compassion and love. The, the God who cares about us and loves us, he wants to speak to us. His, his deciding to speak to people that don't even listen to him is just one further evidence of God's great love for us. So they go to God and ask for his love and compassion on their behalf to say, speak to us, answer. And then they're waiting. And you wonder what was going on. Um, it says here that I think they got an answer pretty quick. Um, Verse 19, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. We're not sure if that happened that very night or if it was longer time, 
But you're wondering if Daniel's just kind of going, kind of like we do sometimes, laying there at bed at night going, gosh, I sure hope he speaks to me. I sure hope we hear something because I was, we're going to die and we're going to look foolish because we declared that God would do it. And God, just, I mean, like, just like we do sometimes, tell me, speak to me, bring me an answer from your word, from your, and here in this case, they get through a vision. Um, they're waiting on him. And what happens? God reveals himself to Daniel. Tells us that. Verse 19, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So he blessed the God of heaven. God initiates his revelation. Actually, he speaks to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream. It's something important, by the way. We're not going to go into that, but it's all about the course of the world and how things are going to happen. He's, he reveals himself, and then they go to him, and they're calling for God to share with him, and God actually speaks and reveals himself to Daniel. And what do we say in the very beginning of the series? We, God reveals, and what do we do? We respond. God reveals, initiates it. We respond. And here God reveals himself to Daniel, and there is an immediate response on Daniel's, um, Daniel's part. Um, actually, I think he probably felt relief at first. We don't get that here. But I'm going to wonder if there was a part of him going, oh, yes, yes, I got it. And there's, there's got to be, you know, Daniel was a great guy. We never only hear anything bad about him. It's like Joseph. But he couldn't have been that much different than us. And there must have been a part of him that was just waiting to hear from God and, and trusted it. But there was that little nagging part of him. There had to be there. I just, it had to be there that was kind of going, gosh, I sure hope he comes through. You know, and when he did, all the doubt that may have been there residing deep down was all released because God came through. And there must have been this part like, oh, yes. And what does he do? It says he blessed God. He responds in worship. Look at these verses, verse, uh, beginning with verse 20. It says, Daniel blessed God in verse 19. He says, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. How does he know that? Because God shared it with him. God revealed it to him. It is key God who changes the times and epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men. He gives knowledge to men of understanding. Where does that come from? Where does wisdom and knowledge come from? It gets revealed by God as he speaks and shares through his word to us. It is God alone who reveals the profound and hidden things. Verse 22. He notices what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now you have made known to me exactly what we requested of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. What does God do? God reveals his word. He reveals to Daniel, speaks to him in a sense, through his vision. And Daniel responds um, with worship. He praises him. Um, and it's, just, it's such a great section here of, of uh, declaring the fact that wisdom and knowledge and revelation come from one place. It comes from God alone. And God reveals it to him, and Daniel responds um, with worship. We look to the very same God. Interesting here, it goes on down below in verse 27. When Daniel reveals to the king, what does he tell him? It says, as for the mystery about which the king has inquired, verse 27, neither wise men or conjurers or magicians nor diviners are able to declare to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. In other words, there is a God in heaven that speaks, that speaks to us. It's not so far that he can't do it. He reveals mysteries that he has made known. He's made known to you what will take place. Verse 47, the king answered Daniel and said, Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of lords and a revealer of mysteries. Interesting, this is a side thing, but it's the very beginnings of Nebuchadnezzar 
um, being changed and shifted in his own heart. Um, over time, God really gets a hold of him. And so when God reveals and we respond, there is mission that comes out of that. God's, God's glory and his work gets pressed out to people and are drawn in. But he lets, uh, lets Nebuchadnezzar know that it didn't come from him, but that there's a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. We look to this very same God that spoke to Daniel tonight. He speaks through his spirit. He speaks through his written word. He speaks through the living word, which is Jesus. His speaking is a sign that he wants us to know him, that he loves us, that he has compassion for us, and his desire for us to know him. Interesting. Um, so what do we do with that? Um, the, the truth, um, the incredible truth um, that we're trying to bring out these last four weeks is that we sit here in Tucson in 2013 um, with all the things going through us, going past us every day, all the things that we walk through, the things that we need to hear. Um, there is a God who speaks to us. There's a God who still reveals mysteries. There's still a God who, um, in the creation, declares his truth and his character. There's a God who, in, in the word that you guys had that we're looking at this week, that, that speaks his heart and his truth because he loves us. Um, he he just keeps, keeps speaking. He says, I'm going to keep sharing with you because I love you. I want you to know me. Um, no different than the days of Daniel. We do not live in a place where we've been separated from God's speaking voice. And just like Daniel, we live in a place that doesn't listen to him. Um, we, we can train ourselves sometimes not to listen. Um, there are a thousand things that shout really loud that get our attention. Um, but God keeps speaking. God keeps speaking. God keeps speaking because he loves us. Um, and our call is to, to listen, to be people that listen, um, to be people that recognize his voice as my sheep hear my voice and then to respond whether that is just to be quiet um it's a response to share with somebody what he said um the first response say thank you lord that you that you still speak that i I can be driving in my car and something comes to mind that i read that day and you reveal something to me you're speaking to me in my car while i'm driving down the road in tucson in this year god does that um, because he's always speaking always revealing always sharing his heart um with us Cameron and uh, Jerry and um, David, you guys can come back up. God reveals, we respond. God reveals, we respond. Guess what? The more we do that, you know what happens? You get more and more and more attuned to his voice as it comes through other people, as it comes through his spirit, as it comes through his word. Um, Let's pray, and then Cameron will give us some instructions about... um, our, our time of worship around the table and, and the word as well. Father, thank you that um, this great story of Daniel, there's times when um, we feel like there is a, a famine of hearing your voice at times, and it is such a delight when something comes through your word through somebody else that's just so evident that it came from you. Thank you that um, even when we are unwilling to listen sometimes, even then, you love us so much that you keep speaking. That your word is alive and living, your son in his presence for us, the Holy Spirit who dwells within us as his church. Um, may we listen well, and may we respond in Jesus' name. Amen.